Hey, we're SAQ Youth, a community organisation in Brisbane bringing together young Sri Lankans. Before we begin, we would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land in which we meet. We would like to pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. For this podcast, our main goals are to explore topics that often don't get discussed in the Sri Lankan community, but to also connect with those in our community through gaining insight into the everyday experiences each of us have. Today, we have Navin, Nataba, Sachini and myself, Kumadi, here to discuss our first topic, which is growing up Sri Lankan in Australia. So to get the conversation started, let's get to know each other. So where were you guys born and raised? Hi everyone, my name is Navin. Um, if you don't know, now you know. Um, as for me, you know, the topic today is growing up in Australia. Um, as for myself, I was born and raised right here in the heart of Queensland, as I like to say, Minjin, otherwise known as <clears throat> Brisbane. As for me though, ethnically, I descend from Sri Lanka and I'm very proud of my little background. I wanna say little, my background. Um, but yeah, from my culture perspective, it's both a mix of Sri Lankan and Australian, and those have led for interesting opportunities and perspectives for myself. Um, yeah, that's me. And um, Methaba, do you want to add on to add on to that as to what your experience is? Sure. Yeah, um, my name is Metaba, and I was born in Sri Lanka, and I came here at a pretty young age. When I was around uh, six, I came here. To, um, to Adelaide actually, and I moved here to Brisbane after. And um, yeah, I don't have uh, many memories of the, my time in Sri Lanka, but um, the, the Sri Lanka community here has like really helped me, um, you know, stay, stay, still stay connected to my uh, Lankan culture side. Um, and that's that, that's been something really important for me growing up. Um, so I've had a mix of like Australian and Sri Lankan culture as well growing up. So what about you, Sachini? Yeah, I mean, I was quite similar in that I grew, I was born in Sri Lanka, but I moved to Australia when I was eight months. So I was really, really little. Um, so I don't really remember Sri Lanka much other than the memories I have from going on holidays. But yeah, how about you, Pumadi? Yeah, so I was born um, in Ipswich and moved to Brisbane when I was like three months old. Um, so yeah, so I've been living here ever since. Um, but yeah, I've always just felt really connected to my ethnicity as a Sri Lankan, um, my whole childhood. So yeah, I'm a very proud Australian and Sri Lankan. So uh, probably what do you think uh, has like helped you feel stay connected with your um, Sri Lankan side, given that you were born here? Yeah, so there's a lot of factors in that. Um, I think mainly my parents, my parents are very like, uh, I'd say traditional, but um, um, they stay connected to Sri Lanka through like music and anything really like art or whatever. So um, yeah, that got passed on to me and I've been like connected, connecting to um, Sri Lanka through like dance and music and stuff like that. So yeah, that's the main thing I'd say. Yeah, that's awesome. Um... I think for me personally, even though I did, uh, even though I did spend like about six years there before, uh, in Sri Lanka before I came here, when I first moved here, 
the the kind of neighborhood that I grew up in uh, and the schools I went to originally in Adelaide it was more of a rural area so there weren't that many there wasn't that much of a shuriken a community there and um there weren't many shurikens that I interacted with uh day to day either um and, and like I didn't really have access to, like things like temples and stuff there so like it, it was um at that time it was like kind of hard to um uh try and like maintain that culture and then like looking back I kind of um I kind of feel yeah a bit sad about that like I can um that at that time I didn't like I kind of lost that I what like what kind of experiences do you guys have with that um well I actually had a similar experience like growing up in a neighborhood where it was like not a lot of like lumpkins and stuff like that so I grew up in a pretty um majority white neighborhood so there wasn't any there's only like a handful of other POCs and so for all of us it was pretty hard for us to access our own culture and to sometimes even be proud of our own you know ethnicity because um there was a bit of a culture shock for you know all the white people in the neighborhood um because it was you know post 9-11 and you know there was like just so much like misinformation about about brown people for example so um for myself I really tried to like blend in as much as possible and obviously it's not easy when you are um you're very brown and um you stick out like a sore thumb but um it did make for some I guess you know there were some lessons I did learn from that which was um you know finding like proudness in my you know Sri Lankan heritage even when everyone around you is telling you not to be um and you know it's being an anchor for yourself um when you are the only person who can um you know vouch for your own culture perspective and actually understands your own culture as well um and that's a lot to take on as a kid especially because like you know even our parents well I can speak for my parents who were born in Sri Lanka very proud of their Sri Lankan heritage and stuff like that they could not understand what I was going through and couldn't help like guide me through that process because um, it was a it was a very new process for everyone and you know being brown and being um, and navigating that as someone who's also Australian like it was you know it was a journey but yeah definitely definitely made it, made it through there yeah I think I kind of relate to that in um, some ways or just like um I think uh, at some point I like growing up I kind of um I kind of uh wanted to I kind of wanted to like push myself away like I kind of wanted to like um what's the word uh embrace like just the culture here and kind of I, I kind of uh, let go a bit of the uh of my Shrakan culture as well um just because like I didn't like uh as a kid I was like it was just like weird the feeling of like being different to everyone else as well though especially when you surround like with the people you're surrounded with so you didn't really have anyone that I could relate to mm. yeah that's really interesting because I feel like I had I had a different experience in that for me growing up I always had like Sri Lankan people around me because I had sort of close family friends that were Sri Lankan and then I also had like the temple somewhat close by to my house and we always went like every Saturday so we'd meet Sri Lankan people there and I did like dancing and stuff when I was like I'd say around six to 15 years old I did like Kandian, <coughs> Kandian dancing and I think for that reason like I felt I always felt 
connected with Sri Lankan people here and I never felt like I was the sort of only Sri Lankan person at school or anything like that but in saying that I did still feel kind of like some sense of like internalized racism towards myself like even though I wasn't the only brown person in you know my community and I think I would say a lot of that comes down to like even just you know like media and not seeing representation of brown people from a young age or like even like my Barbie dolls all of them being like pretty blonde white girls and it really feeds into you as from a young age even if you have people around you that are like you um but yeah I think I'm still working on it to be honest <laughs> well like um can you guys like um do you guys feel like like can you guys like speak and uh write in singular um I can speak but it's more I can speak to my parents yeah. because they understand the things I'm saying but here and there I would have like my brother and I both have made up words that only my parents understand what about you um yeah so I can I can speak well fluently with my parents at least I kind of for some reason if I'm speaking to anyone other than my parents my singular kind of gets like really weird but yeah I can speak singular and I can read and write to an extent um but yeah I like that was mainly because um my my grandpa my mom's dad um that was the main way that we communicated with each other so um like we um it like in the beginning my mom like made me write letters and stuff but then eventually like I really enjoyed learning Sinhala and learning to read and write and stuff um and so I kind of just um like kept up with writing letters to my grandpa and I would send with that I would send like little I would draw like little pictures or whatever and send that and then he would write little verses from like like Sinhala songs as well and include that as well so it's like kind of our thing you know (laughs) So yeah, mm-hmm. that's the main, I guess, I guess that's the main way that I learned to like read and write. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And do you, would you guys like consider like that? Um, like, would you guys be interested in like writing that again? Because like for me, that like I would be, because that's like, um, I consider like an important part of culture. To learn singala. Yeah. Um, For myself, I never actually like thought it was, to be honest, like, an important part of like the Sri Lankan experience. Um, oh, just because it's like, in, in my perspective, as like a kid growing up, um, you could still be like, cause I grew up around like other, even though I grew up in a majority white neighborhood, I still went to the temple. I still went to, you know, Sri Lankan events and stuff like that. Um, and especially with the other um, Sri Lankan like kids, they were it's a, a lot older than me. So they were in like their adult years. And they were just like, you know, they never spoke singular. They never like did anything like, I don't know, Sri Lankan apart from like going and supporting like the Sri Lankan like cricket team or whatever. Like that was like <laughs> the only, like one thing they would do. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. So for me, I just always went like each to their own. Like if you wanna, if you wanna learn the language, go go for gold. But 
Um, I actually like Loki had some internalized race racism, not Loki high key. And like, if someone was speaking Singla to me, I would kind of just like, <clears throat> I would kind of cringe and I would be like, um, and kind of look down on them, not from a perspective of like, um, like you're illiterate, but I would look at it as a perspective of like, um, oh, I'm better than you because I was like assimilated and you've not. Um, and that was just like, and that comes from a place of like me trying to like, you know, survive as a kid. Um, and it's completely wrong to just like judge someone for, you know, speaking multiple languages, which is a pretty amazing skill. But yeah, that's like what my perspective was then. As, a, as an adult, as a 22 year old, I can, you know, absolutely say that like that's a skill that's one, that, that I actually want to learn now um, and that I've been, you know, attempting to learn. Um, and, you know, if there's other young Lunkins out there who want to learn, you know, Sinhala or Tamil, like go for it because it's like, I think all the more the merrier, you know, the culture's out there. And if you really want to get into it, go for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wish I, like, I actually never f felt like I wanted to learn Singhala to connect, um, sorry, learn how to write or read Singhala to connect with, like, my culture. But I think something I noticed a lot was, like, in terms of, like, because I'm Buddhist, right, and I feel like a lot of sort of, like, Buddhism books or whatever, like, you know, like, banner, like, the... um. <laughs> I don't know like the sermons that monks give in like the temple they're always in singhala and a bit more of a sort of formal type of singhala and I feel like there's so much that I miss out on learning in terms of learning about Buddhism so in that aspect I'd like to learn it um, but yeah I haven't really felt like I wanted to learn it to connect with my culture because for me like at least like my grandparents for example they they learned English in school so like my one of my grandmas was a um English teacher too so for me I don't I never felt like I had to connect with them through seeing her for example so yeah um we've talked about a lot about like ourselves connecting with you know Sri Lankan culture but I want to just put out like what was your perspective of getting outsiders who weren't Sri Lankans to connect with Sri Lankan culture? How is that process for you? Like your friends or your teachers or your employers or whatever? How did you navigate that experience? Um, as a kid, I guess that was an interesting experience because everyone thinks you're Indian. Yeah. They're like <laughs> <laughs> When you try to explain to someone that you're Sri Lankan and they're just like, oh, that's pretty much India. And I'm like, no. <laughs> um, like that, yeah, that was pretty much my entire primary school experience in terms of that. But like, I remember um, any chance that I would get to bring like my culture to school and like kind of tell people about it, I would take that chance. Like I remember once I bought like Kiribat, like, um, like for people to try and stuff like that because like it was something that like a few of the people in my class were doing um but yeah that's kind of my experience mm. yeah 
Yeah, I think I tried doing that for like, I don't know, ages well, but like I said before, I mean, it was like, I just got to a point where like, I kind of wanted to um, feel more like assimilated, right? And then because to do that, what I did was like, I, yeah, I tried to like hide like any kind of cultural things that like at all like, when I'm like, going to school or anything like that. But as an example, um, I think like going in public, I would refrain ever like speaking single or anything at all, like at all in like with my family or anything like that in public. And also like, I think, also just go to school as well um I would like never wear like period mills or anything like that to school like uh, I just want like I guess yeah I want to feel like um, more assimilated and I didn't want to feel like um I didn't want to like other kids to think that I'm like I was different from them oh yeah true yeah like for me like my I don't know about your schools but my school had like a harmony day and so I <laughs> got dressed up in like a sarong and like you know like traditional like Sri Lankan attire and my mom was like don't come home from school in that because like someone's gonna like harass you and stuff like that so mm-hmm. it was like weird stuff like that like that made me want to like kind of like hide it but I was like I don't care I'm gonna wear my it's wrong because I look good in it mm-hmm. um and everyone's like you know fascinated by this um and also like going off what Pony was saying you have no idea how many people have I had one guy come up to my face and he refused to believe that Sri Lanka existed and <laughs> believe that he was right or that my pronunciation is wrong. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Why would I make up an island to say where yeah. I'm from? It's like, it's not Willy Wonka. Like, this is not like the, where the Oompa Loompas are from. It's a actual <laughs> country where people exist. Like, y'all are for real. But yeah, yeah. what about you, Sachni? Yeah, no, I mean, it's, 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 it's interesting that you guys say that because I feel like it must be like my lack of connection growing up to Sri Lanka maybe because I literally say oh yeah whatever it's kind of the same like India you know (laughs) like I say that about myself um but I know it isn't like it's very different cultures um but yeah sorry what were you saying what was the question (laughs) Uh, I was just here I mean like going off like we do have similarities to India and like I mean on a technicality I guess we like descend from India if we're really being technical about it um Mm. and I mean like I've just gone to the point where I'm just like I I am Sri Lankan I'm not Indian they're two different things um actually you know what funnily enough kind of going back to this like when I because I took a break from the Sri Lankan community because I just didn't like it wasn't really working for me I didn't feel really welcomed whatever and then I had an epiphany when I was like 18, where I was like, OMG, I need to like come back in strong. Um, and I was just like, did like a smorgasbord of like South Asian cultures. And I like, kind of like, was like picking from them and being like, oh, this is like me. I'm like a little bit like Pakistani, a little bit like Indian, a little bit Sri Lankan, you know, I'm like, and it was like, not a way of me trying to like appropriate other cultures, but it was a way of me trying to make sense of my own cultural identity because mm. for so long I not only didn't have a great access to it but I also had to deprive myself of it because a I had internalized racism and b you know being you know LGBTQI plus you know trans woman it's not easy you know existing in those like in Sri Lankan spaces so I had to take that time out for myself so when I was coming back into it I was like, let me, let me try and like 
um, <laughs> let me try and like go back into this um, really, really strong brown power moment. And I started like performing in spaces, you know, trying to reclaim spaces for, for brown people. And mm. my, my performer name was Curry Potter. Because I thought it would be really good. <laughs> <laughs> like, sound like a racist. <laughs> no, I thought it would be really good because I thought it would be like, it's I'm reclaiming the word. So it was not the best idea. And like now my performer name is just Navendra and I, well, Navendra apostrophe, the princess of Sri Lanka, um, because it's like my way of actually like, it's like an authentic way of me now actually navigating my own Sri Lankan experience as an artist and as an adult um, in an Australian you know, atmosphere. Um, but yeah, how do you find that like, as you know, adults now, like how do you navigate your Sri Lankan like identity? Maybe not in an artistic way if you're not like an artist, but like, in your day-to-day -day lives or in your academic lives or in your work lives like do you feel like it comes up in terms of like in conversation like um maybe like if you're in an interracial relationship and there's like cultural differences or um if you're having a conversation with someone and there's just like um like maybe differences in opinions that again come from two different cultural perspectives but yeah what do you think I think I, f I feel like compared to when I was a child um, and when I'm an, like, as an adult now, like I feel like there was a certain shift in that because um, I don't know if it's because Brisbane like kind of has a lot more Sri Lankans than it did when we were growing up. Like, like when I was a kid, like you kind of knew all the Sri Lankans here, well, not all of them, but like most of the Sri Lankans here, that's how little Sri Lankans there were here. But then like, um, when you, when, like, as I grew up, I feel like more people knew about Sri Lanka. Like, if you mention Sri Lanka to someone, like they know, oh, they're like, oh, it's the island. It's like the tropical island or whatever, like near Maldives or something like that. So um, I feel like it, um, as I grew older it became easier for me to like accept that side of myself like to not be kind of ashamed of certain things as well um I don't know if that makes sense but like yeah it just became easier to accept myself as a Sri Lankan the older I got yeah yeah I feel quite similar in that I feel I've I've, I've accepted that I'm a Sri Lankan in Australia because I think I some time still feel like a very big disconnect with Sri Lanka in that even when I do go to Sri Lanka I don't feel like I fit in there and I don't I don't think people view me as the same too like I get judged for like the clothes I wear for example <laughs> and I guess I feel like an outsider when I am in Sri Lanka too but also when I'm here sometimes I do feel like an outsider in Australia um, and I feel like I'm in this very like specific and niche sort of Sri Lankan Australian and that's where I feel connected but I, I'm not gonna lie I do feel disconnected as like 
into Sri Lanka as a whole, even as an adult. Like, I don't think I fully um, feel connected, but I feel like that also comes from me not having much experience living there. Like, I only go there for holidays. And when I say holidays, I literally just mean staying at my grandma's house for like a month and then coming back. So I don't really get the full experience. Yeah, I think I'm kind of in the same boat as well. Um, when I go back, I do feel like, um, like here, yeah, I feel like there's some things that make me feel like an outsider here. And then when I go back um, interacting with people and like in public and stuff, that makes me feel like an outsider as well. But I think I still feel like, yeah, more shrunken than um, Australian. And that's mainly because like recently, um, after I started uni, I started like getting back into, um, started realizing that like I value like the connection to culture which has made me got like want to like get back into um like immersing myself around like shrunken people and shrunken cultures. So I feel that's really helped me uh find more like clarity in my identity, I guess. Well thank you, Methaba, for um for telling us for sharing your experience and um and thank you to everyone, you know, Sachin and Pomini as well, and myself, not nah, kidding, um, mm-hmm. for sharing um our experiences about um, you know, being Sri Lankan and how's that you know, growing up in Australia, but it's kind of like just to, you know, to, to sum it up, but to also add on to what, you know, everyone's been saying, like for Sachini, you know, growing, um, going to Sri Lanka on like a holiday and just staying in your, in your grandma's place, like from, from myself, like, I really feel like I have not explored Sri Lanka at all. Um, I would just go to like my uncle's and auntie's place and, yeah, you get to see like um, a bit of the culture here and there, but it's really like you're experiencing it quite passively. So it is quite hard, I find, and I think that I can speak for a lot of you know Sri Lankan youth who are growing up in Australia when there's a lot of pressure by uncles and aunties um, to be you know, not only representing the um, being an image being the poster child for you know Sri Lankan culture within Australia but it's quite hard to do that when we are going you know when we do go back home on like holidays and stuff like that and they're not really a holiday it's more of a you know a family trip to reconnect with family etc um and it's not usually a time of uh, as far as from my experience not a time of learning but a time of you know being active in the family roles etc um which can you know stunt um a young Lankan's learning experience especially if they're not that quite involved within the Sri Lankan culture because maybe there are barriers for example like Methaba said growing up in a community where there aren't a lot of Sri Lankans around um and there aren't a lot of opportunities for um a young person who is Sri Lankan to express themselves and to be active within the culture within Australia so if we're not able to do that in Sri Lanka, it's quite hard for us to to grow up with that um, with that <clears throat> with that viewpoint. Um, and so, yeah, I think for a lot of um, Lankans, it's going to be um, really great now that we have you know more opportunities like SAQ um, and other uh, youth led organizations where. Lunkins can come together, um, share their experiences, um, be together in terms of, you know, social environments, really just, um, you know, grow. As, you know, as you heard my experience, I was someone who 
clearly had internalized racism and I had gone through a journey, um, which was not easy, but I've made it through here as someone who's very proud of their Sri Lankan heritage. Hell, you know what I've even changed my middle name to? It's a little, like, this might be, <laughs> this would be cringe to, um, you know, 14 year old me, but my middle name is Laktiva, which is old Singhala for Sri Lanka. So it means island. Um, That's so pretty. <laughs> thank you, thank that's you, crazy. thank you. Um, and you know that's the journey that I've gone on because, like, for myself, I've you know, being active within my own Sri Lankan culture has helped me realize the role that I want to play in Sri Lankan society, um, as you know, as someone to be, uh, you know, active in the culture as a cultural custodian for other um, LGBTQI plus. Um, Lunkins out there and that's just you know from my, that's speaking from my perspective um, so yeah if you are someone out there who maybe has had a similar experience to Sachini, Pulvani, Methaba or even me and you're wanting to share your voice with us please do because this podcast is one of many opportunities that SAQ offers for Sri Lankan youth to share their voice and you do not need to be um, an active part of SAQ to, to do this. Um, we take all sorts of people, but if you're wanting to join, um, please feel free to be a member or you know join our community next year, etc. But we have some exciting news. We have a next episode coming up soon and it will be about gender inequality. So we will be offering up one of our spots to a guest speaker from our community. And, you know, just to really kind of like, um, gather up why we're doing this. Um, we really, like the whole point of this podcast is to explore topics that, you know, don't get discussed within the Sri Lankan community. And that's why we are doing this podcast so that we can, you know, connect with um, all sorts of different people and have different sorts of opinions be shared um, across this platform. So yeah, it'd be really great to get someone from our local community who wants to have their voice heard. So again, the topic will be about gender inequality. And if you are wanting to get your voice out there, you feel like you have something really amazing to say, um, or you haven't had a chance to say it before, um, hit us up on either Facebook or Instagram under SAQ, or you can just hit up one of our amazing members and they will pass the message along. So again, have a great day.